am here Woo! with the lovely, fantastic, multifaceted Ellie Luna. Welcome. Hello. Thank you for having me. Of course, of course. Thank you for for allowing and accepting the invitation. Of course. This is like my pleasure. <laughs> so, for those who don't know about this lovely, lovely lady, she, I mean, there's nothing she can't do. But, I mean, she says she can't do one thing, but I, I am going to uh, continue <laughs> to challenge her on her, on her drawing skills. Ellie is a makeup artist, recording artist, just an artist all, 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 all in, in every way possible. Uh, monster truck going by? Sorry. Um, uh, a, um, also a Brooklyn native, as well as a, uh, a amazing vegan connoisseur. <laughs> um, I try. So I want to, let's just start, I want to start, well, we, just to give him a flashback, we go back almost a long, long years. Almost a long, long years. <laughs> you know, we, um, I, we first met, how did you even, Danielle Campbell introduced this, was it? Oh my God, yes, 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 yes. Right? I was, I was trying to think, I'm like, how, how do you meet? I but think Danielle that Campbell, is the connection. I think, I want to say, yeah. Um, she introduced us, uh, that, that, that's how you're going by Moxie. Um, mm-hmm. And we did, uh, you know, you brought me in, we just had some great chemistry, just some great work together, as, as, yes. as we oh. always do. Oh my God! Um, and then we, when we reached, I like, remember we became friends. Like at the end of the day, then we just like we just became. Yeah. Then <laughs> <laughs> it was like, hey, do you want to meet and have lunch? <laughs> right. Oh my gosh. So okay, so what's been going on? Let's just let's just get you know break that off. Well, <laughs> yeah, it's just been here. Doing my morning workouts, doing self-care, creating, putting out content, especially around makeup and some music, and just trying to stay in a flow. Um, I feel it. What has been like? What has been like? You know, your uh, like. What's your? What would you say your your daily regimen is? Just kind of keep yourself sane yeah. around this time. <laughs> I would say that it's a loosely structured day where it's like, okay, I know that I usually wake up and I will get my workout in in the morning and, you know, I'll have breakfast. If, I need, if it's beautiful out, like this morning, we come out to the rooftop and we just kind of set out there. I edit a video while hanging out on the roof. So right. I'll be, like, I'll give myself some grace while setting goals and not being hard on myself, you know. Yeah. Like one yeah, day I was extremely productive, and the next day I was like extremely exhausted. And yeah. I, could, I was like, I thought I was going to be so extra productive today too, and <laughs> I thought it was like, no, that, that it's Sunday. I need you to just relax. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, it's just finding that um, I don't want to say balance. It's really more of a flow. That some days it's like, oh, I want to do this and this and this, and I get it done. And some days I'm like, I just I don't feel it today. Yeah, I think just a, I think for all of us, I think we have to, especially in these times, just allow ourselves, like you said, that gray area, and not totally. letting, not letting, um, being okay if things don't work out. Like, 
idea. Like, you know, throw some darts out there, see what lands. Mm-hmm. How you get mm-hmm. to each dart is really up to you, but you might not get to all of them today. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And yeah. we have to remember that even though it's such a surreal experience, at least I'll, I'll speak for myself, but I think it's just, it might be very familiar, familiar to people, especially if you identify as um, somewhat empathic. And mm-hmm. that is that, you know, there's a general buzz and energy around that is permeating us, whether we are processing it or not. And sometimes that does show up as fatigue and um, inability to focus. So I just try to recenter and, you know, just like, okay, don't be hard on yourself, girl. It's okay. Let's go get some sun. Let's just, you know, read. Let's go watch something educational. Let's just right. go scroll TikTok. <laughs> right. <laughs> Go to social media, all that other stuff. Yeah. yeah keeping yourself inspired has been definitely yeah. um, a conversation for all of us to, to try and do. Mm-hmm. What is, um, speaking of inspiration, let's get, let's get into this music bit bit. So, yeah. you have been uh, doing the damn thing for a while. <laughs> let's start there. Yeah. I've been putting out original music for a minute. Yeah, yeah. What? Okay, so you're, you're, not latest, but your most, um, what is it, your most streamed, your most popular streamed song going over 2 million streams <laughs> on Spotify, mm-hmm. on that iTunes, yeah. on all platforms. Um, now, I would go back to what I was saying earlier. So my husband and I, we, had, we were debating on, like, the, the proper pronunciation of this. And I was saying, you know, he was saying, he was saying it's a re- like, it's all, like, you know, uh, just saying F-V-R-S. I'm like, no, honey, like, you're not, it's not like, it's not like Junior, or like, you know, it's like, it's right. like, <laughs> Junior. or you're trying to, like, abbreviate things, no, it's not that, so I'm going to have him explain it, for the record, so that it's in the archives, so I can pull it back on him when I need sure. to. Sure, yeah, so F- <laughs> FDRS is just, um, actually an abbreviation for favors. <laughs> oh, damn it. So he won. And, um, <laughs> yeah, so the lyrics are like, because tonight I'm doing all the favors you like. And when we were coming up with the um, the cover art, I was, right. I had a very specific vision that it would be very few letters and a specific type of font. And I was just writing it out several ways, and that was the way it was set. So we went with that. Right, because I was sitting here, sitting here, like, she's saying it in the song, it's favors, like, you can understand saying favors even without having the A in there, and, like, it's still... Right, yeah, exactly, I thought, I was hoping that's true, thank you for confirming that, because it was never actually confirmed. (laughs) Yeah, like, I I feel like, like, it's the one of those, I mean, I'm not a huge, um, a huge master of the English language and all the words that are in it, (laughs) but I can definitely say... (laughs) Being favored, you don't need to have the A or the, like, it's the one word you don't have to use the vowels for. Yeah, so there's enough it. there to tell you what it is. <laughs> right. Favors, but just get it out. I mean, maybe trivers, <laughs> but maybe trivers or fibbers, but that's what you got. So, okay. So, you've been, so favors, I mean, great. It took you, it got you all these great, great, you know, um, uh, Notorations and things, notorieties, and and people are, you know noticing you even more and more. What have you? What do you think has been? Um, what's different on this project than than previous ones? I think the biggest difference is my name, right? Because right. I, you know, with 
that song hitting all those streams. I also just went a different direction with my sound after that, which mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, if, if it was a label situation, I probably would have put out two or three more songs exactly like that. Right. Uh, which is one path, and there's nothing wrong with that, but I just didn't want to do that. And then I found myself in a totally different headspace, and I changed my name. So the first thing is that um, it's a totally different vibe, and it's basically like starting all over again. Right. You know, because I, I don't talk a lot about being, for, like, I don't try to connect the two very much. Um, right. Understandable. Lately, I was thinking I should just release everything I put out on on um, Moxie, because she still has more listeners than me. <laughs> but, um, you, know, you know, I think I'm just like, like, no, I'm sorry. It felt like one of those moments, like, I think you're just like, you know how timing kind of helps, like, with everything? And I felt like those mm-hmm. Moxie projects were, um, were like, like right on time. You know, like, it was like, yes. the things that were so um, popular and mainstream as far as music-wise. Mm-hmm. And I feel like mm-hmm. now there's also now there's like something. It's it's not saying it wasn't mature then, but there's there's maturity in your in your sound now. I think so. I think there's also a confidence in just venturing out and hearing what I hear and trusting it more. Mm, and yeah. Not you know because I think in the very beginning it was like everyone. A lot of people I worked with, they were like, they love what I did, but it was like, wow, it's so left. It's so, you know. And I went through a phase of trying to mix what I did with what people could relate to more. Right. And it was fun, but I'll never forget, I was on stage one day at this club in downtown somewhere, and I was performing, and I remember feeling this feeling that was not real, you know. Mm. And it was the first time I had, I had ever felt that. And I was like, there was one song that I did that I felt completely myself doing. And the other songs, I felt like they weren't me anymore. And gotcha. I was like, oh, my God, I never want to feel like this again. <laughs> wow. That's interesting. That's um, and I feel lucky because, yeah, I'm like, thankfully, you know, it's one of those things. Because, of course, everyone's like, oh, you want to be huge. You want to do a that's like, you know, we all have that dream as kids, but I'm like, imagine being someone in a contract with a, with all these people depending on you, like making a living off of you, and then having that realization and not being able to pivot. Like, right. that right. is like I was, something that I, I, yeah. It's something that I, I think so when, when you said that, I just thought, I automatically thought about like just the idea of like you know these huge artists that are out there or you know these huge recording artists that are just you know that you know do they stay on you know stay on track I just you know almost like I gotta do this and, I, and you know but God mm-hmm. forbid they get this epiphany or this like you know just groundbreaking just change of thought and all yeah. the people that would necessarily suffer but would not be able to transition with them at yeah. that time. And I think that yeah, it's like you, thing, that just gets crazy. Like you just can't have those. It's hard to let folks. Yeah. It's hard not to let folks in all the time. <laughs> yeah, it's just like you know, it's depending on where you are with it and what path you're on. It's just different trade-offs, you know. And that's one yeah. of them. Uh, just being independent, and it's something that I really appreciate because I'm like I know that I can't deal with feeling like that so if I was forced to for any reason I think mm-hmm. I would have been okay <laughs> yeah I actually, you know what I actually remember one day I 
think in a rehearsal that we were in, you and I, and I think, I don't know, maybe we were going to eat after or something like that, but somehow we got on the subject kind of like this. And I remember you mm-hmm. saying that you wanted to change, you know, change up your sound because you felt like people were just, it felt like you were being in this, putting in a box of having to be like this dance artist, like, you know, up tempo pop dance art music artist, and you felt like you weren't being able to say everything you wanted to say. Well, it was, it's just, I was in a, I found myself perceived by others in a way that was, I guess, would put me in a box in a, in a way that was like, you're a black artist, so it's kind of weird for you to make, like, like, oh, I didn't know, people have, people have said to me, like, if they heard my music before they met me or saw me, they're like, oh, I didn't know you were black, or you don't sound mm. black, or stuff like that, you know? And right. it was really frustrating to me, and it really made me question, like, am I excluding something? Like, I had to really dig deep, like, am I, like, what, what's happening here? And I'm like, I'm I'm I, I couldn't come up with anything, and I was like, okay, well, what can I do to what am I missing? And it was, then I finally came to the realization, it's not me. <laughs> right, right, no. Like, this is the common story of black female artists in music who don't want to do what we're, you know, what we're shown, we're allowed right. to do. Exactly. And, you know, you've heard Tanache say this, you've heard FKA Twig say this, you've heard, it's like, as soon as you do something a little different, they just want you to do R&B. Right. Period. Right. <laughs> and the crazy thing is, a lot of black writers are writing and have been, you know, since forever, are behind some of the biggest sounds from Nile Rodgers to Baby yeah. Face. Like, they'll write these huge pop records for white artists, yeah. but, you know, it's hard for people. And, I, and I'm not upset about it. Like, in the beginning, it was really upsetting. But now it makes me think of, like, what RuPaul said. I don't know if you saw that Masterclass commercial. That you know, had. come on. Come on. You know we're talking about that. Yeah. Right? And, you know, he said something so powerful. He said, wear a suit. And he said, it's not about the suit. It's about what, what people already have in their mind about yes. it. So basically, like, why fight? Like, why swim upstream, you know? And right. I was like, that is exactly what it is. It's you're fighting against generations of perception of who you should be. <laughs> yep. Real talk. That's real talk. And that's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good, yeah. That's a, it's, you know, it's, it's a lot to bear for anyone to, to, totally. to, who doesn't want to, you know, fit the, the criteria, so-called. Mm-hmm. Which actually was something you mentioned, you know, the female artists, because I always, I also really, really, really admire the fact that you are not like um, not like I don't want to say there. I don't want to use the word insecure, but there is something that I that we all see in female artists, especially in black female artists, that, that like they can't be enough room for all of us. Like you know, there there has to be a yeah. quick um, a quick dig for someone else. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's only mm-hmm. one female you know, rapper who's gonna be. You know, and I just appreciate that you always give love. You know, to the to the girls who are yeah. out there doing what they do. Yeah, I, I know how hard it is, and I respect them, and I appreciate that they exist. I know that their existence in the space is important. And when you think about, like, what you just said, too, it's like, that's true in all industries of yeah. black people. You know, it's like, there's this, 
sense that there can only be one. And for a long time, that was actually true, you know? Yeah. And I feel like a, a lot of us are still buying into that. And I just, I just refuse. <laughs> I just refuse <laughs> oh, to buy into it. It doesn't feel good. It's like, why? You know, if I see someone doing something and they're killing it, my first instinct is like, oh, my God, I'm sharing this. Oh, I right. love this. You, I feel like to go through the phases and then decide that you want to suppress or, or you know, be shady and all that, that's, that's a miserable existence. Like, I don't want that. Right, mm-hmm. right. And it always comes back on you somehow in some place. Yeah, it also is just everybody wins when you support each other. And, right. um, the, and especially when you're doing something different. The fact yeah. that someone else who looks like you is doing something different is important. Like, you're creating a space. When it's just you, people are like, I don't really get it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, we need – it's like I was telling you uh, the other day. There's a – my friend in Calcutta once said to me um, – I forgot how she said it, but she basically said, like, it was important for Prince to have Michael and for Michael to have Prince. Like, yes. they were both – such different artists and if if you don't have anyone that can be compared to you or it's like oh if you were going to go on tour you would be with these people who right what is the frame of what's the frame of reference you know dropping gems dropping gems here (laughs) (laughs) so the other like the 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 last thing i'll say about that is just um it's a win-win to just show love like it feels good and it does good when when to show up? That's all you gotta do. You hear you gotta hear mm-hmm. here first. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, and you haven't heard it by now. You just this is, is you know this is what we're gonna hear it for. But okay, so yeah. that takes me to another spot of in your in your career of all. Um, where, when, how did you start? Did you know I'm gonna be a writer? I'm gonna be a songwriter? I'm gonna be I'm gonna be an artist? Did you go to performing mm-hmm. high school? Did you have like you know some? Do you have an aunt that was like you know you know what was it? Who, who gave you the <laughs> the like you can do it? Because I know for myself <laughs> it was I was thankful that like you know a mom in the business uh, and mm-hmm. a father in the exact opposite spectrum as a lawyer, so I was able to um, right. take different things to figure out what I wanted to do. But I wanted to know like mm-hmm. what was your what was your support system? What was your who was your your backbone to say yeah, girl, do it? Write that song. <laughs> um, I knew I wanted to write when I was about 11 or 12 and I started writing poems and I was really into it. And um, my uncle saw one of my poems one day and he thought it was promising and he bought me this little laptop specifically for me to write my poems. Aww. And that was a super important moment for me because... Um, up until that point, I had never felt encouraged or nurtured or anything like that. Um, mm. And I was already passionate about it. Like, it was something I had been doing, you know, already. So that was really important. It started with poetry. And then when I was, like, I think, like, coming into high school, one of my friends uh, was reading my poetry. And we were like, you know, if this had a chorus and, like, was a little bit longer, this could be a song. I was like... And then I bought all these books about um, songwriting, and I just became really obsessed 
and a songwriter. And then, you know, another thing is that I, I was attracting these people that just want, like, people would just walk up to me randomly, like, do you sing? <laughs> and I was, like, always finding myself in a studio by some random coincidence. So really? it was just, yeah, things were just a lot. Prior to that, did you, like, have, like, singing training or, like, or just singing in the choir, like, you know, that type of stuff? Yeah, you know, I sang in the choir at school. You know, I was, like, in chorus. I did stuff like that. I was in the choir at a Catholic church. Okay, so you and, do have, um, like, how to probably breathe all those type of things. I mean, kind of. Not really, <laughs> you know. <laughs> you know, um, and then in the Catholic church, it's, like, there's so much. Um, it's just a different kind of singing. It's very, yeah. like, you know, yeah. I always preface it with Catholic church because when you say i grew up thinking in the church people are like what i'm like no no you know what's so funny my mom she was raised catholic so and she Uh was you know and she went to um one of the uh, cathedral schools in the bronx so like i she and she always goes back to those like all that stuff of you know Uh uh open jaw (laughs) owl songs (laughs) yes trying to sound like angels out here right exactly exactly Okay, yeah. you know, but you know, so funny. The back, so I would say, so like uh, the second part of this question is you just said that. So when did you find your voice, like as far as like an artist's voice? So you can sing, and you know, saying you have, yeah, you can't find you know what makes you when you feel confident in your voice enough to be like, okay, yeah. Besides a songwriter, now I'm gonna be like, you know, I'm gonna drop a gym, drop an album, drop an EP, drop a single, right. I think what I found myself in a situation where people loved what I did, but they couldn't figure out who else could do it. Gotcha. So it would be like, who would do this? Or I remember being in a session one time and people were like going crazy to this song that I did. And it was like, yo, what artist could do this? And I remember sitting there thinking, I'm already doing it and they like it. So why don't I just do it for myself? Because <laughs> mm, right. it doesn't sound like anyone else. It sounds like it's already on an artist because I, you know, I mean, I'm not going to say it's not like I'm the only one who does a demo like as if it's a finished record, but, you know, it had a per- like a personality, you know. Mm-hmm. There are some demos that might feel more like a writer did it and then you have a lot of space to put your personality. But I think now more than ever, people want to feel like the full thought on the demo, right. you know. So, yeah, I was serving that, and I was like, you know what? I'm tired of waiting for someone to be like, oh, I should do this. Or right, right. Like, I felt like I, I just got tired of waiting to be chosen and picked and all that. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do it. Right. You know, American Idol, this is me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I feel like that's one of the biggest detriments to any creative is just like, so much seems like a competition and a chase and all that. And there's always this thing that a higher, a bigger entity has to choose you, which I get, which, you know, again, if you want to go a certain route and like be signed and all that, then yeah, you have to. But I think the path that I'm on, I just couldn't do that. Yeah. No, very true. And I mean, being that, you know, we have been friends for so long. I've seen, I've seen your process and I've enjoyed your, I, I mean, of course, besides the music that I would be playing all the time, 
especially like when me and Danielle were roommates, we would be bumping, like we would be having oh full boxing parties with, and like folks would be at the house and they'd be like, who's this? I'm like, you don't know who boxing is? You don't know who this is? I love that. But I always, and then that's what takes me to like my, the visual side of you that I'm always so compelled when I see, I mean, even before, I think even before, I think we were friends right on the cusp of Instagram. Before yeah, it, like, yeah, out. that's so, like, fair. Mm-hmm, totally. Yeah, so I just being able to like you know just witness your work as a as a visual makeup artist, I'm gonna say, um, mm. has just been like like I mean you bring out uh, such great references from like classic uh, like I mean time period stuff from like way back in I mean old French like I mean we we can I've seen so many things of your work I'm like oh great this I mean mm-hmm. she like she's she has more than there's she has a lot to say in many ways on how yeah. to say it what how so this where did you when did you decide you want to do makeup or what like were you sketching at your sketch like I mean I can't draw. <laughs> I wish <laughs> I was sketching um <laughs> No, I was just, uh, my my first model was my sister, and I used to, I used to just do her hair, I used to do her makeup, give her makeovers, um, I gave her a haircut, she didn't ask for one, so um, you know, it just was always something that uh, I liked doing, like, I think as soon as I started working, too, and I could buy, like, Majestic makeup. I was just so excited to buy things and play. Right, right. I yeah, guess yeah. I mean so, that's this will be, and that makes complete sense because you are, like I like to say, you're a true artist. So you have like, you have open you. playing field to playing whatever medium you like to choose. Thank you. Yeah. No, you're so funny because we were talk, um, talking to. It's I kind of forget how small the world is sometimes. So. Um, last week we were, or yeah, last week we were talking to, um, uh, talking to Deja and, uh, Tranny Bear and I was like, wait a minute, this is all the same, like everyone like knows each other as in some capacity. <laughs> so, and yes. I, and I just, a, fan, a huge fan of theirs, a huge fan of yours, uh, on both, like, you know, on the, on the makeup side, I wish I had more reasons to wear makeup so I can just play. <laughs> <laughs> But, um, yeah, I met Trini Bear on a on a shoot with Day. Uh, I think it was last year, and I was just like, "Oh my God, all hail! I need to follow you." Right? <laughs> you just love yeah. them. Oh, I love them so much. Oh They're God. like ride or die. Um. So okay. So so now you you went. You were doing so. You do makeup for as well, like you know, for just you know. I'm just gonna say this for a little company, ballet company. Who might know them? New York City Ballet. Just gonna <laughs> just drop that there because <laughs> it needs to be known. Yes. Um, <laughs> How did you even get? Yeah. A job like that, or an opportunity um, like that, to have that uh, that luxury. <laughs> well, it's so crazy because I started there shortly after high school as an uh-huh. assistant to a visual consultant or the visual consultant because there had only been one and there hasn't been one since then, that title uh, specifically. Um, so my uncle knew him through his spiritual work and mm-hmm. he knew I was interested in makeup so he was like, hey, um, my son needs an assistant. 
And I, I mean, when he even told me about the opportunity, I was scared. <laughs> right. Heart pumping, anxious and everything. And um, I was going to be in New York that year anyway because I finished high school in Florida. Mm-hmm. And um, I came, I think it was uh, when they were doing the Nutcracker, and he, you know, he came downstairs to interview me. Like, he picked me, like, you have to be called, you know, like, phoned up for security or whatever. Right, 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 then yeah. Whoever, whoever you know, he had to come down. And when he came down the stairs, he had a, I remember he had a turtleneck on, and he had the, the neck part pulled up around his nose. And yeah. he was holding it. And he, it was like a full-on fashion moment. And I was just like, oh, my God. <laughs> you know, like, oh, man, I'm scared. Right. <laughs> I was like, I was so intimidated. And um, anyway, I, I interviewed. I literally do not remember what happened during that interview. It is literally a blur. And then I ended up assisting him for five years. Wow. Now, assisting, that means, like, doing some lashes, you know, the, the extra contour, like, I mean, what, what, like, laying out the middle. No, like, assisting, oh, assisting means different things for different artists, and some artists do empower their assistants differently. I certainly do it whenever I have the chance to have an assistant, mm-hmm. but I was an assistant in, like, apprentice, earn your your right to breathe. <laughs> 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 like, I was, like, holding the brushes, passing the brushes. I would set up his station. I would clean the station. It was like I would order things. Actually, no, I can, like, go through inventory. He would order things. <laughs> and then maybe, like, closer to the end, he trusted me to do, like, more of the inventory stuff. And then also after a couple of years, like, two, I would say two or three years, especially since it's seasonal, he let me do a drag makeup, during okay. which he stood over my shoulder the entire time, <laughs> literally no social distancing at all. <laughs> just like I was just you, like my much, hand was blue. shaking, and it was just like that. It was like oh no 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 no. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> but I mean, um, I learned a lot from him, and and as I continue to develop, I still am like oh yeah, my son he used to do X Y Z so. I mean, he was the kind of uh, teacher that, you know, he worked with Shuramura for a short time, and I know that he was invited to do, like, master classes for Mac. He was that, he is, you know, he ha- that he's at that level, you know? And before that, he was a fine arts uh, professor. Ooh. He had a background in fashion. He was a photographer. He could, he, he's an artist. He painted. So those wow. were some... Yeah. But anyways, assisted him for five years, and then I left because I think, you know, it was time for me to spread my wings. Right. And I freelanced with it. I was doing writing sessions. He was trying to figure it out. And then I was gone for a few years, and one day I was on my way back to L.A., and as the air train opened, from, you know, coming back through JFK, mm-hmm. I got a phone call from my friend who did hair at the same time that I was assisting. So he became the head of the department, and he invited me to come back as the makeup artist, like, capacity. And so, yeah, I mean, in the beginning, it was rough because I was so nervous because I knew some of them, I mean, all, all of them almost had worked with him, 
And right. I was like, oh, my God, like, I'm not as good as him, and I'll never be able to steal his shoes, which was the wrong thing to be worried about. Um, right. Because, yeah, that's right. I'll never be, I'll never right, do that. Yeah, but um, over time, I learned that that's not what I was there to do, and I started right. to, like, gain more confidence and really develop my own style. So, yeah. <laughs> mm. Well, I mean, yeah. like I said, you guys, she's a full, full package artist. Anything you want, she did. <laughs> okay, so now let's talk about my 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 fun moment because you know we both love 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 food. Oh my god, yes. And yeah. every time we link up and you pick the restaurant, <laughs> they always have <laughs> probably some of the best vegan options or full entrees that I've ever experienced in New York City. Um, and then I was on your website, and I was like, oh, she's over here. She's giving you recipes for, for vegan living. Yes. <laughs> My question is, one, when did you decide, you know, like, you know, like growing up vegan, like, how, like when did that process happen? I know for a lot of folks it's different. I'm actually thinking about trying to attempt to go vegetarian with me and my husband for like a little bit because I think we had taken in a lot of a lot of stuff and just seeing where the world is going is like you know we want to up a little bit so when did you know or when did you start like deciding to make that part of your practice of living it started very young for me because well first I'll say I never planned to be a vegan I never was I never said I'm going to go plant-based it started very young because, uh, like, my uncle was a huge influence on me, and he uh, was the first person I knew that didn't eat meat, and it was the weirdest thing. <laughs> <laughs> and he also made me very conscious of ingredients, and it wasn't to the point where he was like, this is what you're eating. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm never eating that again. I was like, uh, why is he bothering me? <laughs> right. Like, why is he telling me this? I don't want to know that there's beef lips in my beef jerky. <laughs> you know, or like cow tongue or whatever's in there. Right. Yeah, I remember um, him reading the ingredients, uh, like if I was drinking a, a, like, a very colorful juice. <laughs> mm-hmm. And him telling me, like, the white bread I was eating isn't real bread. You know, like he planted those seeds, right? And right. so I started to pay attention. I remember one time I was going to like, the corner store to buy, like, half a pound of ham, quarter pound of cheese, you know, that kind of thing. Right. And um, I, like, I, uh, the person at the deli was slicing the ham, and I remember seeing, like, this string between the pieces, and I was like, that is disgusting. <laughs> and um, I just stopped eating pork. I was 11. And then um, when I was <laughs> 13, I stopped eating beef. It was like a natural progression, because I think when you start, with one thing, you start noticing that you feel maybe better. Right. And then I think the more of the toxic stuff that I took out of my diet, whatever that was still left that was not affecting me in a good way, just became louder, you know? Right, right. I stopped eating beef for a while, and then at 14, I relapsed on a Big Mac, and I had the (laughs) worst stomachache of life. Like, Oh, no. You know, like hunched over. I was like, "Oh my god!" And and that was the last time that I ate beef. I just was like, I can never go through that again. And then, um, then around fifteen, I stopped eating poultry, okay. and then I was pescatarian. And uh, I just woke up one day and I was like, something in me just said, "I have to stop eating seafood." 
Wow. I don't know why. And then I just bought a Nutribullet. I started eating more produce than ever. I started mm-hmm. always looking for inspiration for recipes and trying things at home. Um, you know, and you know, I ate a lot of processed food in the beginning because that's just what happens when you're transitioning. You don't right. know right. What, what to eat. But yeah, that it's just been kind of a natural progression, and it was really super intuitive. Um, and then I started to just notice certain uh, correlations with, like, how I felt, like, if I had honey or if my skin was uh, breaking out and what the correlation was between, like, what I ate and how I felt. Or if I, I was taking a lot of dance classes at one time, and I remember I, I would just have so much pain in my body. And I was, like, mm. reading about how a lot of what I was eating causes inflammation, and it was just making it worse. And I was like, oh, my God, I've been doing this my whole life. <laughs> oh. Could have saved three more years of my life. You know? (laughs) So it was just like, yeah, just just curiosity and having that seed planted really early. No, I mean, I, like I said, I, you know, I I feel like it's always, people assume that vegan, vegetarianism people um, are like hard to go out with, and then I have like have like go out to eat with like you know and enjoy like a good time with. But I can say like as many times we've gone out, it's never been that way. It's like I feel like you have to also just be open to understanding you know you don't have to always eat meat. But I feel like it's ne- you've never been like that person who's like oh well, you know you don't make anyone feel bad for still eating meat. You just like oh no oh no you, you know, I, I mean, and like. Mm-mm. And I'm the only person in my family, like, who, I think my uncle still, and then my mom, sometimes she's like, oh, I don't eat this, but then maybe next time you see her eating it. Um, (laughs) And uh, obviously, like, I live with, you know, my fiance, he eats chicken and, you know, fish, all that. So I just. I, I know that I've been on both sides, and right. I'm only I did it because it was it felt good for me to do. Right. Uh, but I literally would never try to force it on anyone else. And honestly, other people bring it up bring it up to me. I never bring it up. Right. <laughs> like, right. I know. Yeah. So like, like oh, so like so uh, so you don't eat meat? And I'm like, oh. Shit. <laughs> I mean, I was good. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I just like you know. Like, we'll pick a restaurant. Like, when we, when we would go out, like, if you pick a restaurant, I would just see, like, how many more options that, like, you know, mm-hmm. of just plant-based food there was on the menu that are not usually right. a sale in, like, yeah. typical yeah. restaurants of New York or just anywhere, I think. But yeah. Like, and I think that... also when you have – sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm getting into it. Already. No, sometimes I think also – Knowing that I have specific ways that I like to eat, if if I'm going out with people, I try to choose the restaurant so that everyone can have what they want. Um, un- unless I'm with people who are like, I'm down to eat plant-based today, then I'll right. pick something that's all plant-based. And um, if, if someone else picks the restaurant, I'll look at the menu ahead of time and just choose what I want. Right. That when I get there, it's just easy, you know. Right, like, it's not a thing. Not a big deal, and I don't <laughs> right. make it a thing, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, okay, so how is it? How is it? How is it having your fiance? Like, does he usually eat chicken and stuff like that? Mhm. 
to have yeah. like you cook for him, like it's fine. You have to just cook for each other. Or you cook for him and what he wants and stuff like that. Yeah, he cooks his meat and his okay. seafood. <laughs> okay. Like, I did it in the beginning. Just... <laughs> yeah, in the beginning I would do it, and one day I was cleaning chicken, and I just said, I can't do this. <laughs> and it surprised me, because I was like, I have no feelings about this. But one day I was just doing it, and I was like, yeah, we're going to have to do this from now on. <laughs> And thankfully, he can cook, because I was like, I don't know, you want your right. own. <laughs> Good luck, kid. <laughs> yeah. So, like, what, if I make dinner sometimes, he'll just eat plant-based with me, or I'll make, like, the main things on the side, and he'll make his uh, his protein. Okay. Cool, cool. Yeah, hey. But he does, I mean, I definitely will say he does eat a lot more plant-based just by, you know. Okay. And does he, like, make plant- does he cook for you, like, some plant-based stuff as well? Oh, yeah, like he cooked last night. Okay, like, you know, like wine and My plant-based <laughs> You know what it is. You know the vibe. <laughs> yes, okay. So, let's, I'm going to wrap this up. So, let's, um, so what is in the horizon? What can we expect out of Miss Ellie Luna after Corona? <laughs> <laughs> after Corona, I don't know, because I don't know when it's ending. Right on the way to end. But, yeah, I am going to release a song within the next two weeks. Um, Twelve dollars. Okay. On which one it's going to be. And, yeah, I shot this single cover yesterday. And I'm just going to be putting out more makeup content on my Instagram. Every Tuesday I do um, tutorials on Instagram stories. And um, I'm just going to keep creating. Keep putting out stuff. And also on my on com, I share a lot of different things, just more insight, things that I'm doing that help me. Um, like I did a post the other day that was like 11 self-care tips that are not a bubble bath, you know? Right. <laughs> just going a little, you know, a little deeper. Yeah. Uh, you know, things like that. I'm just creating and sharing. Excellent. Well, we need it. I think we all, you know, we're all we have the time now, and I think that yeah. the good thing about having this time is to we can actually listen to our own voice, listen to what's missing in our voice, in our in our you know spirit, yeah. and give that attention because um, we are always being so uh, distracted by so many things in society. But now that we don't have those distractions, we can just really care care for ourselves. Yes, yes, it's well said. It's so. It's one of those things that we didn't even have time to really contemplate. Right. <laughs> you know, you were just going, 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 and now it's like, wow, okay, what do I want to do today? Right. <laughs> you know, what do I want to work on? What do I want to invest my time in? And that's really a blessing, and I definitely don't take it for granted. Obviously, there's so much darkness in the world right now, but um, I'm just, you know, try to keep my little corner of the world right and just you know, and choosing light wherever I can and, you know, take it one day at a time. One day at a time. I I, I think, oh my God, I think it's just, this is all coming to me right now. I think there is, it's interesting that there's so much, we are seeing, well, we're getting the idea, the concept that there's so much darkness out there, but I think it's mm-hmm. this is like one of those times that we can find the light within. A hundred percent. You know? So, so yeah. I wanted to say, you guys, this is, Man Way, according to Man Way, and I have I have a beautiful 
wonderful, multifaceted, multi-talented, and always a joy <laughs> to talk you. with Ellie Luna. And uh, look out for the single, two weeks possibly. Yeah. And um, two weeks yeah. tops. Oh, okay. So yeah, we'll make sure mm-hmm. you guys are all caught up on that. And uh, thank you so much, Ellie. I love you. Thank you so much. Love ya.